It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You know. And we have a Didi now, and she's in Jacksonville. Yes. From the stadium that they will be playing at tonight. So a Didi. There she is. Oh. There she is. And Anthony, who's a, who's a Didi joining us with tonight? Uh, Didi, as always, is coming in by the Gridiron Guys hotline. Looking for a local roofer you can trust? Family owned since 2003. The Gridiron Guys have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top rated roofer. We exemplify quality work practices, are a valued resource, resource for homeowners, and offer 10-year workmanship warranty. Call 330-573-7967 today for a free estimate or roof inspection. Nailed grid, it. grid, grid, gridiron, guys. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd play the video again. It's but. not the same without your kid. I, I yeah. actually like your son being in the video. Yeah, he, he makes it special. We had the great timing. Great right? time, yeah. yeah, nailed no it. We didn't practice it. We just, just did it. Did it, yeah. What's up, Aditi? Um, I'm here, but there's a knock on my door. Right? Uh-oh. Ooh. So, Uh-oh. Uh, is Chris Rose here? Can I run and get the door yeah. really quick, or is that? Aditi, yeah. no, go get the door. I think we have Chris Rose too. So let's bring Chris on while Aditi uh, answers her room service call. What's up, Chris? It's not me knocking her door. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it is it's not. Only, I've known Aditi it's a long not time. Me at the door. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I love it how excited Aditi got that it was the possibility <laughs> that it was me. It wasn't. So true. that was pretty Just cool. The mic- was it room service, Aditi? Sorry. No, I wish it was. I'm waiting for Chris Rose to have room service sent up to me. Oh. There's Chris. You know, he's the one who sucks, right? I just finished a muffin. So <laughs> uh, that, that won't be it. That won't well, be it. All right, guys, so what, what's going on? Well, let me, let me ask you both this question, because we were just talking about the preseason. And when, I, I'm curious, when you're broadcasting a, a, a preseason game, right, like, I think there's a balance, maybe. I don't know. I've never done it. You have. So, I, uh, the balance that you have to find between you want to be excited about the game, we're all excited about football being back, but you also got to realize, right, that it, you got to be realistic about what it means. The, stat, the statistics aren't really important. We can't overrate what a guy does in the fourth quarter against other guys who may be, you know, waiting tables next week. How do you, how do you find that balance when broadcasting a preseason game? You have to, um, you have to understand. I, I, I've been a lifelong Browns fan. I can't tell you the score of one preseason game ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. So the result does not matter. The play does matter, if that all makes sense. Sure. Um, and with the Browns in particular, there's a lot of moving parts. Obviously, we know with with Deshaun Watson, but the rest of it. Uh, by the way, look at how excited Joe is in that picture. Um, <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. It's like a slab of ribs just got delivered to the set or something. And and I like his hairstyle much more now than I do in that photo. Uh, mm. my, my hairstyle in that picture, that just looks like some Hollywood cheese with massive amounts of hairspray that are killing the ozone. And Aditi looks like she's freezing her ass off in Cincinnati. So that's, true. that's how I break down that photo right yes. there. Um, as far as the game itself... The Browns are now in a situation, talent-wise, where they're looking at basically roster spots 45 through 53, maybe. 
I mean, you're talking about the last guy at some positions, not all. You know, there were years where we were looking at like, well, we know who our left tackle is, and we know who like a corner might be and a defensive end, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's all up for grabs. So here <laughs> it's just about depth. It's about seeing the young guys, and I think that's the balance, Aditi. What do you think? Well, I agree. And I think that it's an opportunity to do some storytelling, right? Chris has said this over and over. We're the conduit to the Browns fans right now. So when Chris is talking about young wide receivers, well, this is an opportunity to kind of pull back, at least for me, the face mask. Who are these guys who may or may not make the team? Who are these young cornerbacks who may or may not be playing with Denzel Ward and Greg Newsome? So in that sense, It's not the score, but you're looking to see who steps up. And then, you know, every coach says this, that it's different when the lights come on. And I don't remember the score of any preseason game, but I certainly remember a decade ago when Victor Cruz burst on the scene against the Jets in a preseason game. Forget that. So there are certain moments that really can launch a career. And certainly we hope for something like that. Well, let let me ask you. Aditi, is it? Hold on a second. Is it windy? Is it windy in your room? What is going on there? <laughs> the air conditioner. I, right? I'm, I'm working on the Beyonce fan look, but I've got it backwards. The fan says to be in front of me and blowing my hair that way. It's the air conditioner. It's I, just been. I feel kind of left out. I feel like I should be. Hold on one second. Let's see if I can organize this a little bit better. <laughs> bed behind me. I felt a little weird with the bed behind me. <laughs> No, this is terrible. No, I can't. I can't get the Aditi Kinkabwala cool wind effect. No. Well, you don't have the hair for it either. Crazy. Mm. I just. I thought You're it was right. a little awkward for a woman to have a bed behind her while talking. Don't you think? So mm. I was just trying to cut the bed out. Good call. All right, so let's 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 get back to some stuff here because I'm gonna ask some stuff here, right? Poor Brad. You know me. I'm a. He's a Didi, you know I'm a brass tax type of guy, right? Where the hell is Watson at? What's going on over there? Tell me what's happening. Is he looking like he's going to prepare to play tonight? Are they panicked that he won't be able to play tonight? What is going on in Jacksonville? Chris, you start. Uh, as of now, he's scheduled to start. And, th- and that's it. It's. I don't think the organization is panicked by any means. It's a preseason game. As we said, the results don't matter um they're like the rest of us we're all just waiting for this ruling to come down whatever it is and they'll deal with it from there i mean that's so what's that's just kind of it i mean i think we're all what's the mood of the team is is it somber is it is it okay i mean tell me something right because i've been i've been in enough locker rooms where i know when things go down right And, and you can you can take the air out of the room real quick real quick you can take the air out the room and I, that's I, think I, think, I think that's what people are not, panicked about here in Cleveland. No, but if there's one thing we can say about this team, Brad, it's that Kevin Stefanski has been preaching, control what you can control, control what you can control. And if there's one thing we know about Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, they're both incredibly level personalities. And so this team has really remarkably, in my mind, embodied that attitude and even the day I was there on the practice field, the day that Deshaun Watson 
heard, was told about the six-game suspension, the initial ruling, and then was told initially about the NFL appealing that ruling. And again, I mean, it's control what you can control. It's what Joel Batonio said. So I think that this is a team that's already had to ride kind of this roller coaster for a little bit, and today is no different. Okay, so we talk I about- would add to that, guys. Go ahead, Chris. I, I think that, and I understand it, fan bases look at situations in a much different light than locker rooms do. They just do. I, I think that what bothers us as fans and what gets us, you know, all bothered doesn't have as much of an impact on, on locker rooms. It just doesn't. I mean, they deal with a next-up mentality all the time, particularly in this sport. They have to, or, or you can't survive. Because if not, if you end up losing a guy in game one, are you just going to stop playing? And you can't. So they, they have, I mean, as, as tough as it's been where they don't know exactly who's going to be under center when, they just have to deal with it. So I think it's a great life lesson when you can't control things. We all know that the starters in the first preseason game either play very little or not at all. Obviously, we all know this is a unique situation where Deshaun Watson hasn't been on the field in over a year. Assuming he's still allowed to play tonight when the game starts, how long do you expect him to play? Because obviously, if he does play maybe even into the second quarter, that means the starting offensive line's got to stay out there as well and play longer than they normally would. So what do you guys think if he does go tonight? Well, this is where Aditi's going to hop in because she gets to interview Kevin Stefanski live right before kick. Yeah. And she is going to ask what the quarterback plan is. Aditi, this is all on you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to wait until we hear what Kevin Stefanski says, right? But I think a lot of this is contingent upon what we see. I mean, let's say Deshaun Watson goes out there and it's a three and out. Maybe you'll see a second series. Let's say Deshaun Watson goes out there and engineers a wonderful drive. Maybe that's enough. I don't think that we're seeing him, as you said, Adam, into the second quarter. I don't think you're seeing any of the ones into the second quarter. But again, at this point, that's just speculation. Let's wait until we actually talk to Kevin. And as you said, there is still a level of uncertainty because Peter Harvey who is Commissioner Goodell's designee, could indeed come down with some sort of ruling or decision today that could impact all of this. Yep. Just like uh, Deshaun Watson and his receivers have to develop chemistry, just like the entire Browns organization have to develop chemistry, Aditi and Chris, how does a radio team develop chemistry when you guys are coming from three different parts of the country? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, um, That's TV assuming team. that we have to like I would say this. The nice thing is, is, is that we've all worked together. So we're not like shaking hands and being like, hi, where are you from? I mean, I've known Aditi for a decade, at least. Um, I covered Joe for a long time, and now I've worked with him 
at the last couple of drafts uh, and, you know, at, at NFL Network. So that part's not a big deal. It's just probably the logistics of going through a game together for the first time. But as far as hopefully the, the listen is, is easy for everybody out there because it's not like, really, Joe? Is that where you want to go? Or really, Aditi? Like, we get it. And we can, you know, we can crack on each other, too. We have no problem doing that. So, believe me, Aditi's the smartest of the three of us far and away. She will tell you that. And it's factually accurate. And so we have to be ready for her quips all the time. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about that one. I will say this, that Chris is really, truly one of the best teammates I have ever worked with in my life. And for 10 years was one of my favorite anchors to go back to because he has no problem setting up a reporter well. He always listens to what the reporter has to say and somehow is able to amplify what the reporter has just offered. So we've had a lot of fun. Yesterday, Joe tried to get me into intermittent fasting. It didn't go so well today, but, you know, we're we're finding our way. Chris was supposed to go do hot yoga with Joe this morning, but he bailed no, on that one. It's so. not true. That part is not true. <laughs> I would love to go to hot yoga, but I would probably pass out. And then they would have to find another play-by-play guy for tonight. So I didn't want to do that for the first time on the road. I went to hot yoga many years ago in Los Angeles, and I think I'm still sweating. And I think the class was in 2014. So I just don't think I could have pulled it off. Not that I didn't want to. So I, I don't understand why, uh, Joe, why is Joe trying to talk you into intermittent fasting? Isn't that for, like, for people like me that need to lose weight? I don't understand. What is what is he doing? No, it's healthy. It's, it's healthy? There, there, a little work needs to be done before the season starts. Let me tell you. I'm not quite at my fighting weight, at my playing weight. <laughs> I mean, Joe's, Joe's out of control. I mean, first he's a great football player. Now he gets skinny as hell. I mean, it's, it's enough with him already. And he needs to get fat again. It's inappropriate. Yeah, but he's just <laughs> average looking. He's just average looking, so he doesn't have everything going. Fair, on. that's true. You know, it's not like Jimmy. You know, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's like the best looking guy on the face of the earth. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. you shouldn't allow to be. You shouldn't be allowed to be a quarterback and good looking. I mean, that's not appropriate. The hell, this guy's got too much going on for him. <laughs> I thought that was a prerequisite that you had to be good looking to be a quarterback. Yeah, for the most part. They I let a few guys slide past. Have you seen Peyton Manning? For crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, I'm one. I can make fun. By the way, this is an important topic. I believe that only fat people are allowed to be called jolly. Do you agree or disagree? Disagree. You think a skinny person should be should be able to be called jolly? I'm going to agree with that one. I think a skinny person can be called jolly. What are you like saying? You gals to be called jolly? That doesn't seem very fair. I think you should have to be fat. We have nothing. Skinny people. The world is made for skinny people. They get everything. Every, you know, we talk about biases in society. Society is anti-fat people. So the one thing I want is that I'm only allowed. I can be jolly. I was jolly on my whole vacation that I just came out. I was jolly the whole time. I was jolly in Chicago. I was jolly on the plane. I was jolly in Seattle. Skinny people can't be jolly. It's the end of it. Aditi. Happy, Adam. I am willing to see that because you are my friend and to be happy.
I appreciate that. Uh, Aditi, That's give what us, it's going to take. Give us a Go player ahead. to watch out for tonight. Someone maybe a little under the radar, not named Deshaun Watson, who Browns fans should keep an eye on as the preseason kicks off against the Jaguars. Uh, how about Demetric Felton? This is the do-all, be-all young man who keeps toggling between the wide receiver room and the running back room. He's about as smart as it possibly gets. And now with Shaquem Grant having torn that Achilles, Felton could be getting some return duties. And we all know how much help this return uh, return unit needs. It's been a decade, <sighs> right? Is that correct? It's been a yes. decade since yeah. had a, is it a pump return. Yeah. Either. Both been. I mean, it's been terrible. So, And I really like him. Felton's a really, really nice young man. And there is so much depth at the, the running back position. There, You know, you talked about it before, Chris. You said usually with the Browns, we're, you know, we're trying to figure out three quarters of the starters. Now it's like they might have to cut a running back that's a good player or maybe trade him for something. I, they are so depth. They are so deep at running back. How do you think that's going to shake itself out over the next couple of weeks? I think there's a couple positions that that could happen, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm not advocating trades, but I, I certainly think that if you have a position of weakness and you can add somebody to your room or pick up, re, try and recoup some draft capital, they're going to have to look at that. It's the running back room. Yeah. It's the secondary, in my opinion, which is very deep. And offensive line. As long as they make it through camp with a healthy offensive line, they've got like 10 guys that could legitimately play in this league. There are some teams that don't have five guys that can start that can play in this league. And most teams don't feel comfortable past seven. So if we have 10, I really believe that there's a possibility that somebody could, uh, true could go, but we'll see. And very quickly, as far as a couple of names to watch for me, yeah. I mean, I think that all three of the third rounders are really interesting. I think Emerson has been a huge talk in camp because he's just such a different size corner. David Bell, now that he's back, hopefully he'll be playing tonight. Uh, Alex Wright is a guy that they can move around the line. They can move him to rush uh, inside, I think, you know, on third down passing plays. And then there's one name when we get to the fourth quarter, and I want you to listen to it. It's it's Mike Harley, Jr. He's Miami's all-time leading receptions leader. Hmm. And he's a guy that just makes plays. You know, he's pretty fast. He's quicker than he's fast. We hear all that stuff. But he's just been killing it in camp. And with the injury situation at wide receiver right now, I think he's going to have a legitimate shot to open some eyes tonight. What's it like being around Perry on Winfrey throughout camp? We've heard all these stories about him being a quote-unquote dog and embracing this whole Browns mentality and buying into what Cleveland really represents. So what's it been like interacting with him throughout camp? I'll, I'll take this. He's just fun. You know, he's got a great energy, Adam, if I can say it. He is a jolly personality. Yes. He, you know, he gets after it. And it's funny. We, I actually talked to him on a day that was 94 degrees. He's dripping sweat, totally drenched. And he's like, oh, it's not hot. In Oklahoma, it was 100 degrees every day, 115. He's like, it doesn't even feel like anything. And I like that approach. And you've heard me say it, and I'll say it again. I love that he's got Gerald McCoy every day analyzing this film. So I think that any young guy needs to show some sort of consistency, needs to show readiness. But his approach is not just having the fun and barking for the fans and engaging, but he is very, very serious about his craft. And that I certainly appreciate. Hey, Didi, uh, I know as we, before we wrap here, let me ask you a question. What do you think Stefanski's game plan is for tonight? What is he trying to achieve tonight? 
You know, we're not about wins and losses. Yeah, there, there is no game planning in a preseason game, and they've been pretty serious about that. So I don't think that they're going in with some sort of set game plan like they would in a regular season game. I, I think that no, it's no, probably... I mean, I mean, look, what's he trying to see? I mean, what's he trying to see? Is he any of the positions that he's trying to see develop more? Because, you know, you at some point here, you're going to have to start slicing people back here. Well, look, they haven't tackled yet. So who can actually take a hit and who can dole out a hit? Nobody's been tackled to the ground up until this point. And so there is a difference between real football and football in short. The physicality, especially when we talk about that young interior D-line, is a significant piece. I mean, who's really bringing it? Who's stuffing that run? That's something. We talk about the corners and the bright lights. And I think there's all of that. Even getting in and out of a huddle. That whole process. This is an opportunity to see how that all plays out. And I think that's almost more important than anything else. Last one for you guys before we wrap. We know you're on the call. We'll all be watching start to finish. Can we uh, maybe get you guys to drop a UCSS reference or can we come to some sort of collaboration on maybe a little uh, secret phrase that either you or Chris can drop so that our UCSS fans know when they hear it, it's something special? Uh, I'm going to let Aditi handle that one. Um, you know, I'm contractually obligated where I, I just can't. There's certain things I can't mention uh, yeah. unless it was the name Steve Becker. And other than that, I just can't do it. It's, <laughs> can't do it. it's, it's an issue. Aditi, you got to say jolly tonight. Yeah, say, you got to say, say jolly. jolly. Can we work a jolly in here? That's, you got to uh, have a jolly. Work a jolly in. Yeah. We'll there we go. Yeah, right, when she says jolly tonight. We'll Everyone know. knows it started here on the Ultimate <laughs> Cleveland Sports Show. Chris Aditi, thank Thanks. you as always. Good Bye luck guys. tonight. And thank we'll you. See you Good, guys. Good luck. See ya. I can't wait for a Jolly reference tonight. Jolly. Let's get it. I can't wait. All Speaking right. of Jolly, yeah. you're Jolly about the Guardians. I am. Uh, first place Guardians. Yes, they're playing great baseball. It's really hard to believe. Um, you look at this team. Jose Ramirez is not playing particularly well. He's their best player. Um you have two pitchers that you could trust in the rotation. Tristan McKenzie and Shane Bieber are both pitching really well. The rest of the rotation has not been very good. I know um, Plesak pitched well yesterday, but overall, uh, do you trust any of those other guys? I don't. Quanchel's uh, hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, Savali's been terrible. He's not, back off yeah. the injured list. The, the team is going to rely heavily on those two starters and the back end of the bullpen. Karen Check has gotten back to the guy we saw early last year. And obviously, Emmanuel Classe has just been absolutely lights out. He's as good as any closer in baseball right now. But your best player is not playing well. He hasn't been great since the injury. He's been kind of average. You know, they're getting obviously good performances by their young middle infield. Naylor's played well when he's been healthy. Uh, Miles Straw, who had like two good weeks there, is back in the crapper again. Oscar Gonzalez has been good. He's back. But it's not like they've got the lineup killing it. They're doing just enough. And... I look at the uh, I look at the, the Deshaun Watson's astrological sign is Virgo. Mike Polk on Tuesday realized that our numbers dropped during Guardians talk. So yeah. in order to keep the audience engaged, Deshaun yeah. Watson facts just to keep them. Anytime Deshaun Watson on the screen, <laughs> they're, they're I said that the other day, bull. <laughs> but you want to hear something crazy, bull? Can we drop the Watson facts and pull the Are we really laughs? doing this? Is this serious? <laughs> yes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Whoever came up with that idea is dumb. It's Mike Polk. <laughs> Mike, I love you, but that's stupid. I don't Can we like pull it. up the last 11 games, yeah. Anthony, real quick? I know it's true. Good. Last 11 games. Yeah. 
The Guardians. Eight and three. Are eight and three. Yes. With a plus one yeah. run differential. Yeah, they're I mean they're winning. It is unbelievable. They, listen, part of it's luck. They're not yes. playing they're not playing great baseball overall, but they're well managed and <laughs> they're getting a little lucky. You play in the Tigers, obviously. But their schedule, you know, they're not playing a ton of good teams the rest of the way. There's a bunch of games with the Royals. They got more with the Tigers. The White Sox just look like a, a nothing team right now. But they're only three game. They're only three wins behind Toronto for the third best record in the American League. It's remarkable, and that's why I'm so frustrated that the team did nothing to get better. Because outside, I get it. The Yankees and Astros are significantly better than everybody else in the American League. The Guardians are as good as anybody else. And in a short series, you can win. I'm just frustrated they didn't. But major credit. We did a practice show the week before we went on the air. And you guys asked, can the Browns stay in the mix at the beginning of September? I said yes. Everybody else said no. And it looks like I'm going to be right. Now, I didn't think they were going to win the division. And now I think they have a decent chance to do it. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for them to win in the playoffs, but not impossible. Hmm. But uh, they do have, you know, two starters, two in the back end. And just enough hitting it. They're doing it with mirrors. Let's be yes. honest. Well, Rick, they're not that good a team. No. And they're they're in a bad division. And they're they're winning these close games. Some luck involved. They're 16 and eight in the last 24 games. Which yeah, is the right. best record in major. League and they've baseball. been. And again, it's been these huge streaks. Yes. Of hot. Which now is, we're cold. Yeah. And they, you know, they're which, gonna have another cold one before the end. Which of the is year, representative probably. of what we talked about earlier this season. A young team. You're gonna mm-hmm. get these ebbs and flows, and they're gonna run hot for a while. They're gonna run real cold. Then they're gonna run hot, and you just hope that it it pairs out. But I will tell you that I, that I know for a fact the Guardians' plan has been: we're not mortgaging the future. We got these young prospects. We want to see them get better. We got a plan that we think that we're gonna be viable here in a period of time here in the next year, year and a half, they're going to be very viable. And along the way, they're going to cultivate these assets. Yeah. And then they can start making some moves to be, they have all intentions on bringing this all to bear. And I think that's what it is. And they, I, I said before, you have to trust the people that see people all the time. They may know a little bit more because they see a person on, and not just see them in practice. Some of these bulls, some of these people they've been following since they've been 16, 17 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So they have yeah. an inkling of where this person can go. And if you've been right. around the business for a while, you know it when you see it. You don't have to study it for a long period of time. There's something in this person. Can we bring it out of them? Right. Well, and it, it's, listen, they got good chemistry. They got a great manager. They're playing well. They're not playing great, but they're playing well. Uh, it, it's really amazing what they're doing. And let me say to the people that may be dropping off because we're talking baseball, when we spend the whole freaking time talking football, which I love and it's fine, but if you dropped off, you're not going to hear this. So for those of you still watching, which is 90% of you, tell the others to go bleep themselves. Because <laughs> if you don't like baseball talk, you're a loser. You're not smart. Baseball's for smart people, and uh, it's the thinking man's sport. It's a great sport, and the team's playing great, and they deserve to be talked about for crying out loud. I just said they're not playing great, and now I'm saying they're playing great. They're not playing great. They're playing good, and but they have some guys playing great, and they deserve that credit, and Francona deserves a ton of credit. It's a terrible payroll. The Twins and White Sox have much higher payrolls in this division, and the Guardians are outplaying them. Yeah, and, and the question that we put with this topic is, yeah. is this sustainable for the Guardians? 16-8. and eight. They only eight have 50 games, games left. Yes. There's 50 games left. Logistically speaking, when you think with your brain, yeah. You look at a plus one differential in the last 11 games and they're eight and three. Yeah. Your brain says, no, it's not sustainable. That's, yeah, but it but is. But everything we've thought with our brains about this Guardians team all season has been proven wrong. So at this point, 
Yeah, why isn't it sustainable? They might as well have. They I might know you well passed the two-thirds point early 35 anyway. and 15 the rest of the season. I wouldn't yeah, be shocked. Yeah, and, and of those last 51 games I think that they have, I think, you know, probably a third of them are against the Royals and the, the Tigers. Tigers right. It's a favorable schedule down the stretch. So this, so, this yeah. is when you start to com uh, compartmentalize the schedule in blocks. What can I win in this block? Yeah. What can I win? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. What can I win in this block? And that will walk you into a, a, a down the stretch run for a potential playoff run here. Yeah, absolutely. I think they can. I think they can win the division. I think part of that is because they're overachieving and their 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 product is better than the sum of its parts. You know, the individual parts absolutely. are not, play, you know, the Twins and White Sox are more talented teams. They're not playing well. The Twins have a lot of injuries. The White Sox have had some injuries. Mm -hmm. The Guardians have been very lucky. They got nobody hurt. Nobody. It, it's crazy. And I'll say one more thing. For I mean, Ramirez is not 100%. But, but he hasn't missed a significant amount of no, time. Like Tim nobody Anderson, has. Tim Anderson's on the DL now for the White yeah. Sox. When you look at baseball, though, the managerial aspect of baseball, I think, gets so overrated and overlooked. No, under, 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 yeah, underlooked. Underlooked, yes. Underrated. Yeah, it's yeah. underrated. Excuse yeah. me. Francona, if he's not the best in baseball, he's damn near close to the top. And you yeah. look at a team like the White Sox, you look at a team like the Twins, who have more talented rosters, top to bottom, a higher payroll, who don't perform. And I think Tony La Russa, who might be 317 years old by this point, yeah, who's sucks. falling asleep in the dugout during games. <laughs> literally, he literally fell asleep in a dugout in the first inning of a game this yeah. year. Brad, if you haven't seen the clip, just look at it at Twitter. I'll send it to you guys. It's absurd. <laughs> he was Managers make the difference. He was tired. Well, he's just old. He's well, Francona's old. old, too, but the game hasn't passed him by. See, here's the thing. Here's the difference. Like, La Russa, <laughs> really was, a great, La Russa was a great manager back in the day. Francona's got his flaws. He, he, some of his lineup construction is, is weird. I don't like when he's batting Jimenez six. That doesn't make any sense in this roster. He makes some weird bullpen changes at times. But his biggest strength, which is, and it's, it, it's, it's La Russa's biggest weakness, is managing people. Yes. And that's the most important thing yeah. for a baseball manager and I think for a basketball yeah. coach as well. Yeah. Like football, people. it's not about managing. It's no. like football, football. Yeah. But for baseball and basketball, it's about managing people. people. In basketball, it's about the stars buying into you, right? right? You manage the people, right? And in baseball, it's all about managing the people, knowing who's right. Like we sometimes will watch a game or, or, or listen to a game and say, "Why the hell is he putting him in there?" Well, we don't know that he's got a little injury or this guy is a, doesn't like batting against this guy, even though even though the matchup, matchup seems to be a good one because it's righty against something, whatever it may be. And he has such a great feel for his players, and that's what makes him a special manager more than the other. The X's and O's of baseball. He's just average on those, yeah. but it's his people skills that are elite. Oh, here he is, right here, here, is right here. <laughs> Let's see, where's he asleep at? Uh, <laughs> he didn't quite fall asleep, but he was close. There's, there's a longer clip where he. Yeah, where he's like. Yeah, he, he's out. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> it's, it's just, he's a, it's the first inning of like a oh. 1 p.m. game. <laughs> he's out. And he's out, oh, but he is like. I, I think he's 77 Where? years old. Who is he, 77? Yeah. Uh, I'll look it up. Oh uh, Anthony, you ever see when Mike Francesa fell asleep on the air? <laughs> no. Uh, you know who Mike is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was good, too. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> time for top five. Go ahead. Yeah, top five. That's funny. Top five, baby. As always, the ultimate top five is sponsored by Roundstone Insurance. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money on average of 20%. 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get a great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money too. Did you guys pl you play my video at the at the zoo? Uh, not the zoo. Aquarium. The aquarium. We did. Did you get where I was going for there? Jaws. Yeah. Did it work? I don't know. Uh, it was my least favorite of three, to be honest. It was the least favorite. Uh, 
least yeah. I like seeing your face. It, it felt a little weird not seeing you. That's true. I was, was just, trying to have the shark swim into the picture. It was tough at the aquarium. I don't know. Yeah. But, anyway. but it, it was good. Roundstone. I don't have a song for Roundstone today. I just. Anthony, what's our top five today? All right. So today we're talking Guardians. So I decided to look up who are the worst MLB mascots because mm. I know my number one. So okay. number five yeah. is Billy the Marlin from Marlins. He, in, <laughs> I, in theory, I like the idea of Billy the Marlin. That costume is terrifying, and I'm not afraid of mascots. It is a little creepy. Is he wearing a Yankees hat in that picture? No, no that's a Marlins hat. No, that's yeah. Marlins hat. It, it, Okay. Marlins, yeah. The Marlins colors are terrible, too. Um, I am not a mascot guy. In general, I dislike mascots. but uh, I, I would have guessed that. <laughs> no offense. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking you of which, by the way, smiles and rainbows too. By the way, I I, um, I changed my. I was talking about my keeper league fantasy football league team. I changed my team name to Get Off My Lawn. That's the name of my team. <laughs> Get Off My Lawn. Once again, very yes, brand. Very appropriate. Uh, okay, that's. That, what do you think about that <laughs> one? <laughs> you guys. I'm not a fan of Billy the Marlin. Billy the Marlin is a little nah. creepy, scary for kids. Yeah. Nah. Nobody goes to Marlins games anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'll give him this. At least he's a Marlin. Most of these mascots, True. I don't know what they are. Yes, right. that that is valid. Speaking of, I see number four. I'm personally offended with Southpaw by this one as a left-handed person. But what is this? Yeah, that Chicago. Is, that what are is, we doing? I don't know what that is. That looks like a grease rag is that you find behind a bar. <laughs> I have no idea what that. I didn't even know they had a mascot, the White Sox. Me, me, dude, I didn't know his name was Southpaw. I didn't know he existed. Dude, I had never heard of him. The Cubs do Google have one. They night. just got him in the last couple of years. The Yankees don't. I don't the Cubs I don't have believe. a cool one. They never had one until the last couple of years. But it's uh, his name is uh, he's a he's a Cub. You know, a bear. Southpaw. I mean, I'm still. Southpaw. I'm, I'm still. I'm still like. I'm sitting here thinking about. What is this? I you mean, lived and played in Chicago. Yeah, I've never, Any side of South never, Park, yeah. I, I've never seen I mean, seen south this. side of the city, maybe? I got the south from the south side. Oh, right? yeah, I, got, okay. I got that. But I was like, there's no correlation between uh, the mascot that's and the team. I agree, Anthony. That's a good choice. Good choice. Once again, too, number three, what is it? Tampa Bay Rays Raymond. You couldn't get a, you couldn't get a Ray? Like, a, a Stingray? Anything? He's not supposed to be a Ray? Uh, no, I guess not. The well, it would be weird to have a, a Ray walking around with feet because it'd be flat. Uh, you could get away with it. You know it. why I think they don't have it? Because the team was originally the Devil, the Rays, Devil Rays. And then they became the Rays and, like, went away from the Devil Ray. Like, right. more to, like, a, the Sunshine yeah. Rays. I don't know. Well, I didn't know they had a mascot. That's pretty, that's pretty bad. It so. is bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. So, yeah, so far, I, these I, are the three I, terrible mascots. I'm yeah, I can't this, argue with you. I'm lost here. Number lost two here is. is a little bit personal because he looks like a priest that I grew up with. Well, that's and creepy. I just, it's uncanny. <laughs> it's the Padres swinging friar. <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I didn't know any I, baseball teams had mascots, really. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you're a little Philly fanatic. It's just a little weird looking. Philly fanatic. I could kind of get to the at least the Friar side of this, right? But, you know. Padres, Dad. Here, first of all, San Diego's a different type of town. It is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes, it is. It's a different type mm. of town. Never been. Like the go. Right, and the number place. one was unanimous across all the lists I look up. And he's also number one in the AL Central. Slider. We got to wow, do something. Wow, slider. He's terrifying. Anthony's going to get roasted for this. I don't get Ooh. it. I'm sorry to all of our Guardians slash Indians fans. I just, no. Uh, I'll let you guys start. I mean, he's not a great mascot, but I, I think most of the, outside of, outside of uh, the, Philly, the fanatic. Philly fanatic, they're all pretty awful. And the Philly fanatic has nothing to do with Philly either. Just a green blob. I do think the, the Cubby Bear is a good one. It's a new one they have there. He's pretty solid. 
Anthony, uh, next time we do a top oh, that, five. You know what's a good one? The one the Mets have. Um, Mr. Met. Mr. Met. Yeah, with That's the baseball hand. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Like Met was pretty cool looking. I, yeah. I would have put them in like a top five best. You got to do top five best mascots because I, to be honest, I don't think I can name outside of Philly Fanatic. Mr. And they Mrs. used to Met. be the San Diego Chicken. I don't know what happened to the yeah. San Diego Chicken. He was Mr. Popular. and Mrs. Met's pretty they good. I looked at a whole list last night. I, I can do a top five best ones. Okay. We'll, we'll do a top five best right. one next. Yeah. All right, Bull. Your well, first final take in a long time. I hope this is – I hope you're ready for this. I'm ready for my final take? Yeah. Had a lot of uh, time to think about it. Yes, I do want to give you my final take. I don't know if I mentioned – I can't remember if I mentioned – I just want to make sure I didn't mention it. No, I didn't. I said somewhere – oh. I flew first class for oh, the yeah. first time in my You're life. Telling me, big time. I, told, I was telling Brett, right? I was telling Brad off the air. So I'm not a first class guy. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to fully admit that. I had flown first class once before, and but I hadn't paid. I didn't pay for it. I got. I was in Florida with my wife. We got. They they offered to give you a first class ticket if you took a bump off the flight, and so I did it. But for the first time ever, I decided to pay for a first class fight. A flight. We were flying. We flew. Our first flight was from uh, from here to Chicago. That we we just went regular. But from Chicago to Seattle and Seattle back home to Cleveland, we flew first class. And let me tell you something. Even though I'd done it once before, never on a flight this long. I don't know how I'm going to go back to coach. It was. We flew Alaskan Airlines. Uh, even though uh, some of my medication got stolen, I told that story earlier. First <laughs> class. I mean, it, it is amazing, right? And by the way. I am not, again, I'm not a first-class guy. I got so snooty about being in first class that, <laughs> that yesterday when somebody walked up from coach you to go to the bathroom. You told go back class, to the back. I, I didn't. I didn't go that far. But I said to my wife, I'm like, what are they doing? They're not sitting in first class. Like, I got to go to the bathroom. I shouldn't have to wait for them. We got meals. We got hot peanuts. I got everything that I wanted. First class is where it's at. I, I, and it was well worth the extra money I spent on it. But I don't know how am I going to go back to regular seats after that. You see the bill. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It was expensive. <laughs> but usually it's like five <laughs> times more expensive. It was only a little more expensive. And I was like, we've been through a terrible stretch. I had kidney stones. My wife had cancer. Has cancer. We are sitting in good seats. And it, well, first class. Well, good for you. It's just the best. Excellent. Excellent. All right. It's my turn here. So let's... Uh, delve into the sublime to back to reality. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Cleveland Guardians are on such a roll now. Uh, You know, this is a team (coughs) that I don't think we were thinking was going to be uh, that competitive this year. Uh, no high expectations in this town. I always knew they had a good manager and always was a team that had uh, a limited payroll uh, and played in an atmosphere that typically was not of championship caliber level baseball here. But I will have to say this young team with Tristan McKenzie is very engaging. It's very <laughs> fun to watch. Uh, um, and the, the results 
are far beyond what I think anyone here in this town could have expected. And I will let's also tell you the effort that they give you here for your bang for the buck, I think is more deserving of having 15,000 people down there on a weekend. Uh, and you know, I, and here, I'm the first one to tell you about value and try to make sure you get your money's worth. But I will tell you this, as sports become more and more, uh, professional sports become more and more uh, unaffordable for the normal person, regular person, the Guardians have a ticket down there that you can take a family down there and enjoy yourself and, and, and you will get treated to a quality game. And the way that is out there, you could see some quality teams here in town because we just have not gone down there in droves to support this team. And I think it's now time with two-thirds of the season under our belt, uh, a pathway forward, good management, and then uh, and talking to some of the Guardians' uh, uh, management uh, in the last couple uh, days, they have a path forward. They conveyed that path to me, and I was pleased to hear that there was this, they just wasn't winging it. We weren't winging it. There's an idea to, to get us to the, the path where I think we ultimately want to go. I, unlike many other people in this town, this is a three-sports town. And it has shown itself to be a three-sports town when all things are banging and running in the right direction. Once again, I think we can do that. We have the Guardians going well. Uh, the Cavalier season is coming up soon. And now we are, we're back in Brownstown territory and all are primed to have a completed and successful season what we all can be proud of. So let's start supporting our Guardians just as well as we will when the Browns tee it up here at First Energy. Well said. Well said. I'm surprised you didn't go where I'm about to go for my final take, Brad, which is what the NBA did yesterday. Bill Russell's number six jersey has now been retired throughout the league. A well-deserved, well-earned honor for one of the game's greatest. But I think the NBA should go one step further than just retiring the number six throughout the league. In Major League Baseball, we have Jackie Robinson Day, where every player across the league wears number 42 to celebrate, recognize, and honor what Jackie Robinson did for Major League Baseball. I would like to see the NBA implement a Bill Russell Day, where every player across the league wears number six in honor of the late, great Bill Russell. LeBron James and the other players in the league who already wear the number six are grandfathered in. I have no issue with that. They should be able to keep the jersey until they retire or switch their jerseys. But once they're gone, it should never be worn again unless the entire league does it in a symbolic gesture to honor the late, the late great Bill Russell. He's one of, if not, the greatest basketball players to ever grace this earth. No question. There's no question. I thought he was looking at me like I was crazy. No, no. no Brad, Brad, no, Brad saying no question. 11-time no no champion. What he did for this game is unmeasurable by words, numbers, or any metric we can look at. And I think he's one of the few players who deserves the honor of having his number retired across the league and on top of that, having an entire day dedicated to him and his uh, accomplishments and recognition to this game. So to the NBA, to Adam Silver and the people upstairs making those decisions, do the right thing. Give us a Bill Russell day. Thank me later. Great take, Mike. And, and for those who don't know, know this. Bill Russell's beyond more than 11 championships. Just do a little history on Bill Russell and the thing, the strife that he tried to uh, impart upon this country to be a better place mm -hmm. and the things he had to endure to ensure that Americans had an equal shot at opportunity in this country. Endure even from the, his own fans, allegedly, in Boston. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We survived. Fingers crossed. We're back to a four-person set next week. We are yeah. waiting on things to happen. Okay. Yeah. We should be back. We'll see you Monday. 48 hour, uh, 46 hour break. Dequell Jackson twice next week, and we're More talking. More than that. 
Browns football on 70 Monday. 70 hours. Today. 46 hours will be Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Math was never my strong suit. I count <laughs> sevens and threes. That's <laughs> it. 7 o'clock tonight. That's what we'll be keenly That's right. locked in on here. Guys, have a great weekend. See yeah. See you on Monday. Go Browns. That's terrible. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.